Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. This week's title is A Movement Goes Beyond Four Walls. It may sound cliche, but the church reaches beyond the four walls that we as followers of Jesus meet in. Wherever we meet is a location where we can experience the movement of God and be equipped to be a part of the movement going beyond the four walls. You know, we're to be fulfilling the purpose he's given each of us and bring his movement to the world. We find this in Acts chapter two, verse two. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. So let's look at how this movement began. First, Jesus was speaking to them in Acts one. And it says this beginning with verse four, that Jesus said, and being assembled together with them, Jesus was assembled together with them where they were. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. And verses five and eight, he goes on to say, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. And he said, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. This is a movement. It is a movement that Jesus brought forth. You know, when he came and he walked the earth, he showed the movement of God. He showed the goodness of God. He showed the love of God. And he showed who he was and what he was doing for people. And here, as in Acts 1, he's saying that I am bringing my spirit to you so that you could be the witnesses to the world, bringing my message, showing that movement and being that movement, allowing me to be the movement through you to reach the uttermost parts of the earth. So we see that there's a commission of Jesus. He's telling us that we're going to be a movement and it's going to come to them here in the book of Acts. And he's saying it's going to come to them and be with them and through them. And he's making it so clear that he was bringing to them his spirit and he was bringing to them his movement and the one that he had begun. It's a movement that he had started and they were to carry it on. And he was going to be the one that was going to bring it forth. It was going to be by him, through him, and with the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, the word tells us and makes it very clear that the Holy Spirit is the person of Jesus. He is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and God dwelling with us, in us, and through us. You know, it's much like water. H2O, that's two parts hydrogen and one part oxygen. Well, water has three forms. Water can be frozen. And you could run water through your fingers and water can be turned to steam. And this is likened to me as the three parts of the Father, the whole Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father is like the water running through your fingers. And the Son is the solid form in the flesh. And the steam is the Holy Spirit, who's like the wind when you cannot see the wind, but you feel the wind. And the wind of the spirits, the rivers of God, the water of God dwells within us. Jesus said, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. And those living waters are to reach the world. They're first to reach your life. They're to reach your family and they're to reach the world. You know, Jesus came in a natural form to die and rise again to bring life so that his movement would be to all mankind. 
and he brought forth his blessing through his movement. And he made it clear that he was Emmanuel, God with us, the son given to bring forth the body of Christ. You know, in Acts chapter 2 and chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, we find all that took place, took place with 120 people who came together in a house in an upper room. And that's how the movement began. It says, when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. And in that house, it says in verse 14, that all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. There was 120 people here, including the disciples. And it's amazing because they stayed with prayer. Here was a movement happening and they were praying and they were sitting together. And as we look in Acts chapter two, we could see the church beginning in operation. You know, his movement was coming through them and it was a move of God that he was birthing the church as a movement. In verses two through six, it says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, when the Tower of Babel was being built, man, and they were building it in man's power and man's ability and language and unity was confounded. But here in the book of Acts, as it says in verse five, they are coming together. They're, it says they were dwelling together out of every nation under heaven. And these heard them speak in their own language. So suddenly something was heard. The language was no longer confounded. The unity was no longer confounded as the Holy Spirit came upon these 120 people outside. They began to hear in this crowd. They began to hear the message of Jesus Christ in their own language. Through that move of God, he brought unity back to mankind. You know, the movement was for all cultures, all mankind, and it's meant to bring unity with respect and with honor. You know, Peter preached what the movement was about. It was the person of this movement he was preaching about. He was preaching about Jesus and he made clear the gospel. It says in verses 42 and 47 of Acts chapter two, that the same day there were added unto them about 3000 souls, 3000 people heard and were added that day. And this movement occurred and took them out of the room, out from beyond the group they were in and brought the message outside to the crowd. And in verse 42, it says they continued steadfastly in the word, in this movement, and they fellowshiped with each other. And in verse 43, it says many wonders and signs were done and came forth because of the movement of God through the apostles. And verses 45 and 44, it says that all believed were together and they shared their lives and they had all things in common. And by verse 46, we see that they began to break bread from house to house. They began meeting in houses. And in verse 47, we see that they began to have favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily. This was a move of God. This was a movement. You know, in these verses, we find the Greek word used for church. And it is the word that is used 112 times in the New Testament for the word church. It's the word ecclesia. You know, the church in the book of Acts shows us that it is a movement. It's not about a building. It's about individuals and individuals who met together everywhere. And they were increasing in every area of their lives and in the ecclesia of God. You know, this movement went beyond the four walls. It reached out from 
<laughs> within itself, the, within that house, within that upper room. And a movement is part of God's equipping, just as in the book of Acts. He takes it from within to outward. You know, movement is defined as an act of changing a physical location or position or having things changed. It brings a change of development. It turns things around. And the ecclesia, the church, is the body of Christ. It's not an establishment. It is a movement that changes things. And again, this movement was so huge in Acts 8, 3 through 4, we find it says this, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church and hauling men and women committed them to prison. See, Saul, who later became Paul, was hauling them, the ecclesia of God, from their homes, from the streets. He was hauling individuals who were involved in the movement to death. And the movement grew. It says, therefore, they were scattered abroad. They went everywhere preaching the word. And the movement took the gospel to the world, took the gospel everywhere. See, the key here is that you're not meant to put your faith in the establishment, but you are meant to put your faith in God, in him who is the movement. He is the one who has made those to believe. He's the one that's given the measure of faith. He is bringing forth people. He is touching the hearts of men and to raise them up as the body of Christ, the ecclesia of God. See, people are to declare and preach the gospel. This is the way the ecclesia declaring Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, who is the only freedom of life himself, of your life, shows us that this is the movement. Jesus said, I am in John 14, 6. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And in Acts 2, 28, it shows us that this movement is through Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. He says, thou hast made known to me the ways of life. Thou shalt make me full of joy with thy countenance. See, he is the movement of life and blessing. He's moving in you. He's moved to you, and he's going to move through you. He wants to move through you. Here are a few key points I want to share found in the book of Acts about this movement. In Acts 3.16, we find here that a man was made strong and given perfect soundness. This movement brings strength and soundness. In Acts 6 and 5 and 11, 24, we see that we are chosen to be full of faith and full of his spirit, and his movement brings this to us. In Acts 6, 7 through 8, we find through this movement, the word of God increased, the people were multiplied, and all embraced and grew in faith. In Acts 14, 27, we find they rehearsed all that God had done and that he had opened the door of faith. Well, this word here, in this uh, chapter and verse is the word thura. It's the Greek word for door. It means that it's a door used as an opening or an entrance or a way of passage into. See, he has opened the door, the passage and the entrance to his movement. He has opened the door for himself. He has brought forth the blessing to people because he is moving in the lives of people. See, it's a movement to bring the blessing to everyone. And he wants those to believe on him. He wants people to be a witness, to bring forth this movement that others can hear of Jesus, experience faith, 
believe on him, accept him as their Lord and Savior, experience the blessing of God, and spread this movement. This word thurah also means an open door, and it's used as an opportunity of doing something. See, he has opened up his movement as an opportunity, a movement that you can experience all that God has for you. Where in the book of Acts did the church meet? Well, in Acts 2.46, it says the church met from house to house. In Acts 5.42, again, from house to house. In Acts 20.20, from house to house. In Acts 8.3, house after house. In Acts 10.22, it was at Cornelius' house. In Acts 12.12, it was at Mary's house. In Acts 16.32, it was at the jailer's house. In Acts 16.40, it was at Lydia's house. In Acts 18.7, it was at Titus Justice's house. In Romans 16.5, it was at Priscilla and Quilla's house, and it says, likewise, greet the church that is in their house. In 1 Corinthians 16.19, again, it was at Priscilla and Aquila's house. Colossians 4.15, Nymphus house. Philemon 1.2, it was Philemon's house. In Acts 9.31-35, it talks about Peter, and it says that he was going to homes in Lydia, and He was going through the neighborhoods and it says that a man was healed and all that dwelt in this region and these homes turned to the Lord. See, the Lord is about personal homes, personal people, personal neighborhoods, personal places all over the world. He's about believers coming together and helping each other and preaching the gospel. He's about the body of believers equipping each other. That's the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the power of God coming to individuals, working and flowing through individuals. You are the ecclesia of God. He doesn't mean for you to do it alone. You're the church. It is his people, a group of imperfect believers. He's made perfected in him. He is wanting them to stay focused on who he is, lifting him up, not systems and governments, but him who he is, his word, keeping his movement focused and allowing him to move in individuals' lives personally and reaching the world. He has called and purposed and placed you with people that are meant to uplift and encourage you and to encourage each other. He imparts faith by the hearing of the word and making a difference together, preaching the gospel as they are being used individually to be a witness, to walk in love, to to promote justice, and to touch the lives of other people. So let's look at the word ecclesia. The word that this word of God says is the church. Well, number one, It's a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place of assembly. So here this word does recognize that people are coming out from their homes to a place where they are assembling. But the movement goes beyond the four walls of that place. And here's why. It goes on to describe in its meaning this. It also means that it's an assembly of people convened at a public place of the council for the purpose of deliberating. This is what happened in Acts chapter two. They came out of the upper room and they came forth and a crowd heard them and 3000 were added to the numbers. So it's talking about the ecclesia of God, not just coming out and meeting in a public place, but coming out and speaking out of the assembly and here being in every city and every village. And it's constituting a company that are united into one body, the body of Christ. 
those who are followers of Jesus and his movement. You know, the church here, it says in this Greek word meaning, is in one's house to meet for worship in the house of someone. And he's making it clear that it's a gathering or throng in this definition, assembled and called out to go forth. And it even talks about in the Ecclesia of God that it's Christians belonging to a person's family, that in your home where two or more are gathered together, you're gathered in my name. And it's talking about Christians gathered for worship in a place together. It even speaks in the Ecclesia of the assembly of Israelites found in the Old Testament, gathering together for sacred purposes, uplifting the vision of God, who he is. You know, it's going on to say that it's a group of people who are together in salvation that is brought through Jesus Christ, observing who he is, upholding his word, and going after what he has brought forth to experience his move in their lives and to bring it to others. So as we move forward, we can see the church is moving forward. It is the ecclesia of God going beyond the four walls. It is an assembly of faithful people. You know, it's something too in this word. It talks about in the definition that it's the assembly of Christians who've already gone to heaven. They are even included in this word, the ecclesia of God. This word is inclusive of his movement. It means a calling out, especially of group of people together, an assembly, bringing together a group with a message of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus shared two times in the gospel of Matthew about the ecclesia of God. One of those times is Matthew 16, 18 through 19. This is where he told Peter that the church holds the keys of the kingdom. The church has dominion and the church is built on the rock of revelation of Jesus Christ. And he said, I say unto you, Peter, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He is speaking that the ecclesia of God holds the keys of the kingdom, has the dominion that he has brought forth and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That is a key factor for each individual. Think about it. Every person who has received Jesus Christ has the keys of the kingdom. They have dominion and the gates of hell cannot prevail against them. And he says, I'm upon the rock of revelation of who I am. I am building my ecclesia. And this is worldwide. The ecclesia of God standing in all that he's brought. You know, the Lord has set in... 1 Corinthians 12, 28, it tells us in the ecclesia of God, first apostles and prophets and teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversity of tongues. He is saying here that he has brought together this movement with this form and way of doing things. You know, it's the apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists that are graced to be in the ecclesia of God, purposed to bring forth something specific. It tells us what that is in Ephesians 4, 7, 8, 11 through 12 and 16. It says, but unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. That means every person has a gift and a person, purpose. And he did this through his resurrection. Taking this message, he says, he ascended upon high. He led captivity 
captive and gave gifts unto men. That means he brought the enemy into captivity and all of his works because he has dominion and he gave that dominion to men and he gave gifts unto men and the gifts he gave to men were in the ecclesia of God, not just his gifts that he's brought through his blessing and gifts that he brings through the power of the Holy Spirit, but he says he has given gifts unto men who are apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting, which means the equipping of the saints. For what? For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. These people, these leaders that he set in the Ecclesia of God are meant to equip for the work of the ministry in your life, for your life, and through your life to carry the movement beyond the four walls. And these people that are being gifted as gifts to the Ecclesia of God is for the edifying the edifying of each person from whom it goes on to say the whole body is fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. There is a part of every person in the ecclesia of God. He is joining us together. He is compacting it together and it is according to the effectual working of every part. And he makes the body increase unto the edifying of itself in love. And he has given gifts of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to help supply and to bring that effectual working to make and increase and edify the body in love. And in Acts 20, 28, it says he gives the direction to these leaders And he says it this way, take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. They are overseers. It says to do what? To feed the church of God. What are they feeding the church? The word of God. As Jesus went and he brought forth and fed a multitude with five loaves and two fish and said, he is the shepherd. And he brought forth that food Two, representing it was his blessing, his word, and that he was the one. And what did he do? He gave 12 baskets to the disciples. And he said, after he blessed the gifts that were given, you feed them. He is making a movement. He blessed it and he gave it to them to do what? To feed the ecclesia of God. And it says the ecclesia of God, he has purchased with his own blood. He is the one that is set forth in the position to bless the people. In 1 Corinthians 16, 1, it says the ecclesia is called the collection of the saints. In 2 Corinthians 8, 1, it declares that the grace of God is bestowed on the ecclesia of God. In the book of Acts, the ecclesia is used 23 times and it's referred to what the church has done, how the church came forth. And some of these areas go like this. And in Acts eleven twenty six, it said it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves together as the ecclesia of God in one place, in one home to bring forth that movement. And, you know, when the word here is used assembled, it means that in the Greek that they assembled into a home to receive the hospitality, the message of Jesus Christ. And it goes on to say that as the assembly in homes here in this Greek uh, definition, where people were taught 
and they were bringing forth this message. And in this verse here, uh, Acts eleven twenty six, it says the people were taught so much. And the disciples here at this point where they remained in this home for a year were called Christians first in Antioch. So here's where we find the word Christian, where it first began. The name Christian came as a result of his movement and in uh, this home that they had remained in bringing forth the word for a year. In Colossians 1.18, it makes it clear that Jesus is the head of the body. He is the head of the ecclesia of God. It is a movement. People are experiencing God, the Holy Spirit in their lives. His word is given and Jesus is fulfilling it. And in closing, I want to look at Acts 2, 1 through 2 again. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. You know, let's look at the word with one accord. It is the word hamathuadun, with one mind, the mind of Christ, the vision of purpose, the action of agreement with one accord, with one passion. That's its definition. You know, it goes to say in the Strong's Concordance that this is a unique Greek word that it is used 10 of its 12 times in the New Testament in the book of Acts. And it's meant to help us understand the uniqueness of the Christian community of the body of Christ. And this word is so unique, talking about playing in unison, rushing in unison, that it's meant to be like musical notes being played together. It's playing a chord where you have different notes bringing one sound And in a sheet of music, you will have such a beautiful movement of various chords and various notes playing together, working together, and they are bringing forth this song, this piece of music. They are bringing forth this sound, harmonizing in pitch and tone. This is in one accord. They are all different, but they are coming together, producing a harmonized sound. And these are playing as instruments, instruments in a great concert under the direction of a great concert master, Jesus Christ. And it is the Holy Spirit's movement, his music, his sound, the glorious praise of the ecclesia of God. You know, in Psalm 33, one through four, it says, rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with a harp, sing unto him with the psaltery and instrument of 10 strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud voice for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. The ecclesia of God is a beautiful sound of harmony in the earth, not because people are perfect, but because they are coming together in his movement, in his grace, by his power with his love, showing forth the glorious praise, the glorious sound, that new song of Jesus Christ, the ecclesia of God. And you are that person. You are a part of this movement. He is moving for you, in you, and through you. Father, I thank you. I thank you that you have brought forth your gifts. You have brought forth your message. You have brought forth the ecclesia of God. 
and you are moving and touching the lives and hearts of people. You are showing forth your praise through your people, through your ecclesia, and we are singing to you a new song, and we are skillfully playing your word, embracing your word, because we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And we have your movement, and we've experienced your movement, and I thank you, Father, that we are vessels of your movement. And may each person who has heard this podcast experience that they are an intricate part of the ecclesia of God, right where you have placed and purposed them. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.